Um, hello and welcome back to learning about Crohn's with Catherine. My name is Tosin and I am the one who is learning and the person who's doing the teaching is, as the title says, Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Tosin. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Now, uh, Catherine, this is the third time that we have tried to record this bit <laughs> because, <laughs> and that is because you, you have a real, real sort of desire to make sure that what you're trying to say comes across right that it isn't that essentially you want to make sure that it that what is said comes across right isn't that correct that's absolutely true um i know if if i had a child that was really poorly and i was searching for answers i wouldn't want to listen to you know a long spiel of background information i would want to know what can help my child um and if someone's suffering it's they're going to come to a point where they just want information that is going to help them. So I just want to make this as clear as possible and try and cut to the chase of what is not necessarily what's going to help everybody, what, but some solutions that might help others. Right. Okay, cool. So we, I know that, okay, you might be listening to this and you might be thinking, hang on a second, they've recorded two things already. Yeah, we do have about two hours of stuff, which we will troll through and some of the stuff might see the light of day at some point when Catherine is happy. (laughs) (laughs) There's lots of editing on your point, Tosin. (laughs) Yeah, to to go out there, get all the bits that Catherine's going to say, okay, fine, 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 that can go out there. That that doesn't, that's not going to make any funny, anybody feel bad. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. All right, so, so, but you have a list of things today that you wanted to go through. We've given ourselves around about 20 minutes. And so if you just want to fire away and I would do my usual learning thing of asking a question every now and then. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks, Tosin, though, genuinely. So I think what I've tried to do is put this into phases so that you can try and um, manage it in a, a phased approach. So the first thing that I would say is damage limitation. Um, we know that an attack is happening. We might not be sure about what is definitely causing that attack. But here are some things that we do know. We know it's inflammation. So we know that part of the body is sore and angry. And one of the first things you're going to do, if, if this was on the outside of your skin, you're going to want to cleanse it. You're going to want to stop any further damage or toxins that are going to irritate it more. That's just logic. So one of the first things I say probably goes against what every parent tells their child in the morning. So we're all geared up to thinking that eating breakfast is a good thing for us. I eat breakfast most mornings if I can. However, if I was in the middle of an attack and I wanted to get well, I would probably say, don't eat breakfast straight away in the morning because the body maybe needs to warm up a little bit to the food that you're going to throw at it when you're in the middle of an attack. Um, So what you want to do is kind of put in some liquids that are going to cleanse the bowel, which is going to be things like lemon or lime juice in some tepid water, not freezing cold, because again, that's an attack that will, it's quite a shock to the body. Um, The reason lemon or lime, and I'll explain this in a little bit more detail further on, Mm -hmm. is that although these are things that we think of as acidic and they are acidic on the tongue, the minute we digest them, they, 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 I can't say that word. They make, that's the one, they make (laughs) the body more alkaline. So they have um, that effect on the system. So they're really, really good. And we all know they're very cleansing. So that's something which is fantastic to drink in the morning. Chamomile tea, I know it tastes disgusting, 
well, some people might love it. I don't, but it is brilliant in terms of calming those angry sores within that within the body. Okay. Um, no, no dairy. Um, sorry, did you want to ask a question there, Tosi? I did, but I didn't want to ruin your flow. Finish your bit, then I'll, I'll just write my question down so I remember to ask it. <laughs> All right, great student. Um, so no dairy, no wheat, no sugar, no caffeine. Um, all the things that you might think of first thing in the morning, great, I want a coffee with some milk in it. I would like a piece of toast. I want some sugar in my coffee. But try and avoid all of those things. Um, no orange squash or fizzy drinks and nothing that is going to be too harsh on a system which is already angry and suffering. So one of the things that I found really helped me were juices. So um, depending on what Tosin edits and or keeps in from, from <laughs> what we've discussed previously, um, I can go into further detail if we miss any of that. But these were specific vegetable juices. They're not that difficult to make. Um, they're not that difficult to actually get hold of. But what they consist of are some really good alkaline vegetables like kale, spinach, um, carrots, celery. It sounds, again, not like something you would want to drink in the morning. But actually, with a little bit of know-how, you can put some apples and pears and some great stuff in there that's going to make them a lot more palatable. And actually the more you drink them the more your body gets used and your tongue and your taste buds to get used to the taste of them and actually they become it becomes very natural to you so that's one thing that helped me massively um i can go into more detail as to why that helped but there's things in there like ginger which is anti-inflammatory if you google ginger on the internet you'll see all the anti-inflammatory benefits that that has to our body um things like the carrot juice I don't exactly know why, but that is very calming to the system. And obviously, with all these vegetables, you're getting loads of good nutrients that are being absorbed higher up rather than having to pass down into the area that's really sore and angry that can't do its job properly. So you're finally getting those nutrients that you need. Mm. Um, there's various things that somebody suffering can do throughout the day. Did you want to ask your question at this point? Yes, yes. I, th on. I think this might be a good place. To, this might be a good place to ask yeah. a question. So at the beginning, when you're talking about breakfast and you're talking about that, you spoke quite definitively about that and almost kind of like uh, for anybody suffering, this would work. But you've, but previously you've gone into quite, quite, you've gone to, you've gone to pains to great lens, uh, like uh, to sort of say um, no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. so, and I stand by that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah so I was, I was just trying to see um, how those two things sit beside each other because you were speaking quite definitively about the breakfast thing and about making sure that your, your body has time to do that. But then you're also saying like, you no, know, one size fits all. So um, yeah. how, how, what, what's the balance between those two? How does how do those two things? How do those two <laughs> things sit together? Really good question. Um, and I, I, the reason I say no one size fits all is because so many people suffer in different ways and what they find helps them is different. However, what I'm trying to do with this session and when we're talking today is try and give some advice that should be kind of holistic and be quite generalized. Mm -hmm. So it's a case of you've got an angry digestive system. It's it's upset with you. It's it's not doing its job properly and it seems very defiantly not wanting to take any of the food that you're putting into it. So the, the logic behind not eating first thing in the morning is just exactly that, giving it a break. It's just saying, 
okay, you're not happy. Let's step back. Let's take everything away. And let's just start cleaning the area down before we start trying to heal it. Okay. Um, and that for me is probably the logic that, you know, if you went into hospital with any kind of wound, that's exactly what they do for you. And in fact, when I was younger and I used to go into hospital, the first thing they would do is put me on nil by mouth. Um, so just going for 24 hours in, in hospital without any food, I would just have a drip. Um, part of the reason they would probably do that as well is if in case they had to operate and, and obviously then you can't have eaten if you're going to go under anesthetic. Yeah. But also a lot of people with Crohn's or colitis do find that just giving the bowel a break because the bowel is, is naturally designed to be a muscle that carries the food through the system. And when it's trying to do its job in that way and that muscle is active, you're going to get those stomach cramps. You're going to get that pain. Um, so it is a case of just logically saying, right, let's give it a break and let's kind of clear everything down so that we can start understanding when we put things back in, what reaction they're having. All right. Good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think um, about Sorry, I kind of where do I go from there? So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, know, as, I, totally, I, totally, no, I totally threw you off. I think you were on the juices, no, and you were talking all. about why you didn't you didn't understand why carrot juice juice worked for you, but it did. Yeah, yeah. So the juice is fantastic because they're very gentle and actually they're cleansing, but without being, you know, um, aggressive to the system. So they're going to help you to carry on getting some nutrients in, and and hopefully at the same time bring the body back to a, st a more alkaline state, which is a better place for the body to be in for it to heal. Because as I've discussed previously, if there's any acidity, if it's on the acidic end of the spectrum, then it's going to struggle to heal and that inflammation will just get worse. Yeah. Um, there are a few things that people could try. Now, these are not... Um, I, you know, these are not foolproof. These are things that have helped me. So there is a chicken soup recipe. And I mentioned this lady's name before. Her name's Elaine Gottschall. Yep. She has actually passed away now. She lived for many years um, massively doing so much work towards trying to help people with this condition. And there's loads of information out there on the Internet. But this specific recipe, if anybody wanted it, I'd happily pass it on to them. The theory of it is, again, that it helps to reduce the inflammation. It helps to calm the bowel down and it doesn't do any further damage. At the same time, they believe that something with um, the way it's cooked and you're actually boiling the chicken on the bone, there's something within that that has almost antibacterial um, and antiseptic properties. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I know it worked. It helped me massively. And it's yeah. still actually a meal that I cook for our kids and they love it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just going to get a drink. There's another thing that I've I found helps, and it's something you could buy from most chemists. And it's called Enteras Gel. Yep. Now, this is... E-N for November, T-E-R-O-S-G-E-L. And it is something that doesn't have to be prescribed by the doctor. I'm just going to grab a drink. Sorry, Tyson. Uh, no problem. No problem. <clears throat> In the meantime, I'll just say that sounds like something out of a superhero <laughs> film, by the way. <laughs> it does, yeah. It it's totally like the, does. I think it should have a cake. The Interogel Mist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, they could make a, a Marvel film about it. Um, so, yeah, it, it basically, the principle of it is that there is a very kind of delicate but useful barrier that naturally forms on uh, on the bowel, within the bowel, and that helps to protect it. And what this gel supposedly does is very naturally kind of helps to maintain that, that barrier and it helps to remove toxins from the system. So if there's something that's agitating your system, in theory, if you have this gel and you just basically get a spoon of it it's got a weird texture it doesn't really taste of anything but on your tongue it would feel it's almost grainy um Mm -hmm. but you just mix it in with your favorite squash or what have you you drink it and the theory is that it takes away any toxins that are agitating the system so for me that seemed like a lot of logic so i've tried that i find it helps me i hope it might help others I'm not working for this company. I don't get any commission off this. Um, but there's a couple of different brands. So, you know, people might want to try one brand or another. I'd need to find exactly what the chemical substance is that's in it, but it is a naturally forming substance. So I could confirm that on another chat that we have. Um, yep, sure But no that's problem. one thing that I would recommend. Then another thing... Um, is basically just to cut out any irritants. So the things that we we mentioned before are dairy, wheat, sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Yep. Um, we all love to eat and drink these things, but just for a week or two, just completely try and cut those out of your system because those things are known to be irritant or to, to cause acid within the body. So great things to just try and avoid for the time being there's loads of stuff you can buy which is now wheat free dairy free i don't find that i need to go over the top with that i i don't actually do this indefinitely i just try and cut those things out for a while um the best alternative milk that i've found for me is coconut milk um i think everyone's different in that but for me that was the one that seemed the easiest to, to digest. Um, yeah, well, well, I'm glad you said digest and not taste because I did try coconut milk for a while. <laughs> I did. I, I, I went through a whole period because uh, I was I was thinking, well, there's all these other milks out there at the moment, and let's see if there's something I can have to like you know replace anything. Yeah, else. it's quite trendy at the moment, isn't it? it? It's it's quite trendy. It's quite <laughs> trendy. I mean, so, some of the advertising for it it gets on my nerves because it's quite adversarial, quite frankly. Yeah, <laughs> but. Yeah. But I decided I was like, okay, fine. Let's see, let's let's see if I can save a uh, save a cow and like you know not not milk it to death. <laughs> so yeah. I I tried them out and I have to say the coconut milk one it was a bit thick and mm-hmm. it was a bit thick and gloopy and uh, that's a consistency I do not like. But, <laughs> but yeah, I I completely get that. <laughs> so but but I have to I have to admit. But so I'm happy that you said that oh, it was it was good for health and not necessarily for taste or for feel. Because, yeah, I can understand that if things are going wrong down there, you want anything that's going to help. Of course you do. And actually, you know, I probably wouldn't drink chamomile tea. I probably wouldn't drink like some of the juices that I've drunk or, you know, gone without food in the way that I have um, if it weren't for the fact that <laughs> I needed to get well. So I think, you you know, you can just experiment. And there's loads of different brands out there. So I find that there's one brand that really doesn't taste that much of coconut so that's great for me but like i say other people might be better with 
almond milk or oat milk or you know various other things yeah. so um in this first phase i would also say try and reduce carbs um you've got to be really careful here because you start reducing carbs and you're starting to reduce a massive part of our nutrition and yeah. part of the calorie intake yeah, for someone source. who's already yeah for someone who's already probably um, lacking in energy however there's a lot of evidence and i won't go into the science of it now but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that this might be some kind of bacterial reaction where the the kind of i want to call them the bad bacteria in your gut are feeding off sugars and carbs mm. and that's their favorite snack so you like if you feed them there's going to be more of them and they're going to grow and the condition potentially is going to get worse so that's not definitive however i do actually try and cut out carbs a lot when i'm if i was to be having an attack and and i wanted to get well that's one of the first things that i'd be doing especially the really sweet um you know anything with sugar in it any sort of cakes biscuits those kind of snacks um that would be the first thing i'd be cutting out mm. um the usual advice of getting loads of rest and sleep and fresh air because these are the things that help our body heal and actually when you're asleep we all know the cells can replicate and they can heal um so that's really important and i would also say don't take paracetamol or ibuprofen or other painkillers if you can help it now if you go into hospital and you're having an attack one of the first things they're going to do is give you some painkillers and you're probably at that stage going to need them yeah but wherever you can i would say wherever people can don't take them because they mess the system up even more um they they increase the the acidity and they'll have other effects on your digestive tract you know potentially slowing things down speeding things up that you pr you probably don't want so if possible i would say try and cut those out but i know that that's not easy when people are in pain yeah um so, so another thing just go on. i was just thinking so you have a list of these things down how many points yeah. do you have i'm Lots. just thinking <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think you haven't counted how many points you have you have, you have written down no, I haven't. I haven't numbered it, Tosin. Okay, cool. Okay, all right. No, no, no problem. I was wondering whether it was worth it doing going through a summary at the end just to sort of say this, 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 this. But um... yeah, we can do. Um, and actually, I'm probably going over some of it as I'm talking. But the the other points that I've got on this page, which is phase one, would be to say no yeast. And I know this is one that people probably haven't thought about, and I didn't realise this. But when I did realise this, it was a bit of a hallelujah moment for me because. Yeast is in so much and mm -hmm. it is not good for this condition. I think it's because it feeds that um it like that bacteria reaction that I'm I'm trying to describe. Um but I think if you can cut out yeast, you're going to again do yourself some favors in trying to reduce this reaction. So it's in things like gravy powder, it's in ready meals, stock cubes. So those things that add a lot of flavor to, you know, savory dishes, but also it's going to be in things like bread um, and, and you sort of baked goods as well. Um, there are loads of things you can buy 
there's stock cubes and gravy especially that you can buy that don't have yeast in so if you go to the free farm aisle in the supermarket if you go to your local health shop you'll be able to buy those alternatives that don't have and i think they cost about the same um you know they don't have the yeast in so that's another thing that i would strongly recommend and then the last thing would be no sauces um so no ketchup brown sauce or vinegar i think the reason for this and again i i love kind of tomato ketchup on chips or or uh, but i think the reason for it is that you've got your sugar and they're quite acidic as well there's quite like a high level of vinegar in them and i found for me personally anything that's got a lot of acidity but a lot of sugar again like orange juice is a big no-no because those that's two of the two of the big things that you were like so combined in there yeah yeah so a symbol that can sort of evil avengers or something yeah sorry in case you haven't spotted i'm a a bit of a comic book fan yeah you're a bit of a a comic yeah Com- comic, comic book, book and film I buff, yeah, can yeah. i go that far yeah. oh no totally no. totally go that way that, that's <laughs> you know it, i actually see that as a badge of honor i'm like yeah she called me a comic book geek yeah i know stuff <laughs> <laughs> no i'm with you i quite happily you know sit down and, and watch the avengers or any of those um so yeah those two things together are a really bad combination they cause trouble so stay away from them mm. All right, cool. So, um, so that was the last one. So you said that's the last thing on phase one. Yeast, <laughs> yeast yeah. is the last thing on phase one. So let's try and mm-hmm. keep this podcast to phase one, and we'll do another one on phase two of a of a treatment plan. Or I guess because of the how we're putting all of this in is phase two of your treatment plan that you found worked for you. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Um, so I think phase one, it's just logical. It's about it's it's elimination and i'm sorry guys because that's boring um and and sometimes it's it's not great when you're really hungry but it's about cutting everything back and just cleansing the bowel and giving it a chance to start that healing process you've got to give it a fighting chance cool all right so it's about elimination and so and so you said okay so the headline is elimination and then underneath that, you had a whole bunch of, you had a whole page, it sounded like, of things that you would say eliminate these things. So do you just want to sort of summarize those things again for us, just so that we know with headlines? Yeah, so the things to cut out again would be dairy. Um, so like cow's milk, yogurt, wheat, sugar, caffeine, and alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um the things to add in or to have in abundance would be things that are very cleansing. So like lemon juice or lime juice in tepid water, don't go straight to the fridge and, and have a bottle of something out of the fridge because it's going to be a shock to the system. Um, the chicken soup, which if somebody wants a recipe, I'll be happy to send that on. This thing called Enteras gel, which you can buy from the pharmacy. Um, lemon squash is another good one try and go for the sugar-free brand of course um but again that's got that lemon juice in there which is going to help to cleanse the system i know it's not quite as natural and organic as the pure lemon juice but if you prefer the taste of it you know you've got to give yourself a break um and anything that's got a high ph is going to be good but 
don't go straight for your salads or fruits off a plate. So don't be trying to tuck into a whole salad because you're thinking, well, this is clean, it's green, it's organic. Um, your body's not ready for that yet. And you're going to have a lot of pain if you try and put that into your system. And then um, you're probably going to find that it's not digestible at this stage. So high fiber things at the moment are a bit of a no-no you can move on to those and i'd highly recommend that anyone has those in their diet once they're on that road to recovery um but at this stage it would be a no and there are various juices vegetable juices that are absolutely fantastic at this stage and you could have as many of those as you wanted to you've got to make sure you get the right ones so i'm talking more about the green juices carrot juice celery uh, again lemon apple and pear are really good they're quite gentle on the system and actually you know you think about what you could give to a baby stewed apple and pear is really gentle on the digestive system so that's a good one um and then we said no yeast mm -hmm. which is in so many things so be one of those people in the supermarket that reads the packets and no sauces no ketchup brown sauce vinegar <laughs> Um, sorry everyone because it sounds like the most boring diet in the world but for the first week or two you just want to cut back on everything and just um, try and get some stuff in your cupboards that is going to be really gentle right cool thank you very much so okay, this is phase one phase one as uh, yeah and obviously with with Ooh, from me from a point of view of learning and everything like that obviously it is like a lifelong thing it's a lifelong trial and error almost that from what you're saying yeah. that's what it sounds like and uh, um so but this is just points to help people points to help people so what are we gonna so what what is phase two what happens in phase two um phase two is actually it, it's quite a natural progression from phase one so it, again this is just something that i've kind of put together but it's more about starting to increase the right things. So things like avocado. Avocado is a superfood. They use it, I believe, in, in third world countries to, to feed babies because it's got so many good nutrients and all the kind of things that your body would need to survive over a number of days. So um, if you just ate avocado on its own, you could stay alive. I'm not suggesting that anyone should do that. Um, no, no, but also... <laughs> I can't imagine that. That just sounds awful. Um, but what I'm trying to illustrate is that it's packed full of good stuff and it's not going to agitate the system. So that's a good one. Um, banana. So there's loads of evidence that uh, oh, oh. a professor... Go on. Oh, gonna... I was just going to say, I was just going to say, we're, we're, we're dipping into phase two, which is going to be the next episode. Okay. So... <laughs> so phase two is just going to be about um, just what you can start to introduce slowly and, and how you do that. And then... Um, how you kind of carry things on so that you don't regress from what you've done from phase one. All right. So that'll be the next time. Please do join us again for learning about Crohn's with Catherine. And we will, if you have any questions, I mean, we do want to do, a, we, we want to build up to a point where we have other people who have experience of Crohn's to come on and talk to us. So wherever this you found this podcast wherever you've downloaded it wherever you're listening to it first of all thank you and number two just go in there and like try and get in touch with the creator or just email me at tosin so t-o-s-i-n at tosin t-o-e-s-i-n dot com that's t-o-s-i-n at t-o-e-s-i-n dot com and i will pass these all on to Catherine. 
And if you're all nice, Catherine might even let you get in touch with her personally. Well, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> happily, happily. <laughs> all right. So until then, it's uh, I'd just like to say thank you very much, Catherine. Thank you so much for um for sharing your experience with us. And with you're welcome. Thank you for listening. And yeah, so, thanks for listening. Till the next time when we talk about phase two, it's a goodbye from me. And bye from me. <laughs>